1: Washington commanders unveiled their 90th anniversary celebration plans. And of course it wasn't done without some controversy. So we'll talk about that. And we're going to begin our 53 man projections, starting with the offensive side of the ball, all on this episode of the locked on commanders podcast,
2: your daily podcast on the Washington commanders, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
1: Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day, whether you're joining us on audio, YouTube or on the WUSA 9 Plus app. Your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C., has a new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Just download the WSA 9 Plus app now for your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. I'm David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, covering your Washington Commanders, and my co-host Chris Russell. The Rooster is one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. You can find them there live Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to noon, or anytime, along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, you can find us on Twitter at dharrison 82 At WrestleMania 621 and at LO Commanders.
0: Absolutely, David. And Commanders fans, again, we thank you for making us your first listen and your first view of the day. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before at Bet Online, where the game starts. And David, you mentioned it. The Washington NFL franchise celebrated its 90th birthday on Saturday, July 9th. They started as the Boston Braves. They are now the Washington Commanders. Many names in between, many uh, controversies and chaos, and many successful moments. In the process, they unveiled a 90th anniversary set of patches that are going to be on uniforms, this year, uh, many of you have seen them already. We'll put them up on Twitter and all that stuff at LO Commanders. Uh, they have different patches in black, burgundy, white, gold that are diamond shaped. Yeah, basically look like your you know traditional baseball diamond, for lack of a better term. Uh, they look pretty cool, I got to say. The team is also asking for fans to vote for which 10 players will be added to the current 80 greatest list that make up the 90 greatest Washington NFL franchise players. uh, They're asking you to do so at commandlegacy.com. The new members will be revealed at some point during the 2022 season, David. The problem is that's where the controversy starts. The choices, let me just run through a bunch of the bigger names that our fans are going to recognize and and have a connection to. Kirk Cousins, D'Angelo Hall, Champ Bailey, Alfred Morris, Mike Sellers, Steven Davis, Ryan Kerrigan, Santana Moss, Chris Cooley, London Fletcher, Chip Miller, and then there's a couple of others. Fifteen total, you need to pick ten from this list at commandlegacy.com. If you're wondering why we're talking about this, not only because it's what the team wants you to do, but there's an omission to the list, and it's Trent Williams. David, Trent Williams not eligible according to the team for unknown reasons is that a major mess up or is that understandable considering how his time here ended
1: uh i mean you know listen when you talk about legacy right like like history kind of glosses over things like there's people that are already on the list of the, of the top 80 players that had some 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 not so savory moments in in their careers and there's guys that are certainly on this list you know of 10 players that you can choose from that you know potentially have some flaws. I mean, some fans are gonna be loyalists and purists and say, well, you know, like guys like Champ Bailey, you didn't play with Washington for your entire career. So I don't want to add you to that list for for whatever reasons. I mean, to me, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. So certainly a deserving of at least, you know, the nomination and and all that. I don't look, uh, you know, people who, who watch this show or listen to the show for a long time know, like I just joined you last year. This is only my second season covering this team. I'm not really a fan of any one specific NFL team the way that a lot of people are. So that kind of gives me a different perspective on things. I don't think Kirk Cousins did a whole lot to be, to be put on the top 90 of the franchise. Like this is one of the most storied franchises uh, in, in the history of professional football. So I feel like there's 90 players uh, probably more deserving than Kirk Cousins, even though while that whole thing was going on, I did believe uh, that the the team was not necessarily treating him fairly with Trent Williams. um, You know, you, you kind of talked about it here in the show notes My first thought was, well, maybe it's because he's still active. But then, like you wrote, I I looked at the current list of players. And like you said, Ryan Kerrigan, Kirk Cousins, Mm -hmm. both still active players for other teams. So it's not that. So it seems very, very personal. And it seems like basically there is a decision made probably by someone who was with the organization when that whole thing went down and said, no, we don't like him. So we're not going to put him on this list. But if you're going to celebrate the entire history of this organization and this franchise – you got to put personal feelings aside. And we right. just had a press conference with a guy and 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 the head coach, Ron Rivera, where they harped over and over again. Not, you know, the entire time, but a couple times about how this is a business and there is a business side to these things. Well, the Trent Williams situation and in, in very large part is a part of the business side of things. Maybe they feel like it's skirted into the area of personal. OK, I got it. But Trent Williams, you know, t- to me, he deserves to be at least nominated. I could see why they wouldn't pick him themselves, But let the fans decide whether or not the way he left is enough to keep him off this list.
0: Yeah. So I covered this entire saga before you joined us, because obviously he was traded before then uh, in 2020 uh, day three of the NFL draft, um, you know, Ron's first draft, and then they immediately drafted Sadiq Charles and so on and so forth. Listen, Trent Williams is one of the greatest players I've ever seen. I mean, I covered him from the day he walked in the door. I, I know Trent pretty well. Uh, he's probably angry at something I said because, uh, you know, we, we just, you know, we don't talk as much as we used to. Uh, but but I'll, I'll say this. I, I can't get behind this omission. To your point, he let the fans decide. You don't decide. Let the fans decide. Most of Trent's anger with this organization came at Bruce Allen, who is no longer here. Some of it certainly was at Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder also helped him with a life-saving surgery. The interesting part, and many forget this, Ron Rivera very much wanted Trent Williams here. Trent Williams met with Ron Rivera. At one point, everybody was convinced Most people were convinced that Trent Williams was going to play for Ron Rivera and the Washington NFL franchise once again after holding out for a, a huge part of the 2019 year and then basically being shelved by Bruce Allen and not paid in 2019. That never happened because Ron Rivera insisted that Trent Williams play under his current contract, at least for some period in time. And Trent insisted that he be guaranteed funds, that he was not guaranteed funds based on his original contract, somewhere like $12.5 million. I understood both sides, but I wonder if this is a Ron Rivera decision. I wonder if this is a Jason Wright decision, or is it simply a Dan and Tanya decision? decision because there's no football reason why Trent Williams should not be on this list. And think about it compared to Kirk Cousins, who didn't lead the organization under the best terms either. But Kirk Cousins played it out legally. He did what his collective bargain right is. He was a twice franchised free agent. They couldn't agree to terms on a contract. And he walked away in free agency. He did nothing wrong, whereas they may view Trent Williams as you did wrong not us or we yeah. both did wrong but you did more wrong in the end
1: yeah i mean potentially i mean look you know the whole the head the headline for the the 90 greatest whatever it says that this list is players and coaches who were significant contributors to the team's storied history that's straight from the from the teams commandlegacy.com uh, com website and and i think that trent williams fits he fits that mold you know what i mean maybe there wasn't a whole lot of winning going on and and there were no lombardis and all that stuff during that time frame but he fits that mold From a nomination standpoint, let the fans, you know, that's what this whole thing is supposed to be about, right? Is fan engagement and fan interaction and fan influence. Well, let the fans uh, decide whether or not Trent Williams is worthy of being on that top 90 list. But Chris, um, Mm -hmm. the team is also going to decide who's worthy of being on their 53-man roster at the end of the preseason and training camp. But we, you and I, because we are all-knowing and all-powerful, are going to decide before them who is worthy of a 53-man roster spot. And we're going to do so Coming up next, thanks to our friends over at BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all your latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including everything you need to know about this current Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: All right, Commanders fans, thanks again for making us your first listen and your first view of the day. All right, so David, um, let's get into it again a couple of weeks before training camp. So we're starting early. We're hitting it. And we're going to start on the offensive side of the football in terms of who we think will make the initial, not the final, the initial 53-man roster. And, of course, there's all sorts of things that can happen between now and the next couple of weeks. And also, of course, the start of the regular season. But all we can do is... Take this exercise and see how right or wrong we are uh, ultimately in the end. So we'll start with the quarterbacks. And I think this one, as you've said, you know, uh, in pre-show conversation, pretty easy. I don't think we're going to have any real debate here. Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke, and Slinging Sammy Howell, I think, all make the 53. Uh, I think that's pretty easy to determine. Nobody there is going to get cut uh, based on any reasonable projection we can make.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that and that's the exact order. Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke, Sam Howell. And, and, you know, look, we've had this conversation during a couple of practices and, and you know, I've made this opinion known on this show a couple of times. I'll I'll say it again here. While I do think that's the order that the depth chart is going to be. I wonder, Chris, if there is a possibility that internally right inside the organization, if Sam Howell can become the the quote unquote number two quarterback in the hearts and minds of coaches, personnel, and all that stuff, but what I do stand by is that on the depth chart, on the official depth chart, game day, pre-game, on the team website, all that stuff, Taylor Heineke is going to be listed as your quarterback number two to avoid a little bit more additional drama by putting Sam Howell number two, because once you put Sam Howell number two, now it just opens up a whole other can of worms, and if this team starts to struggle at all, then you, you really start having some questions get brought in about whether or not Sam Howell gets his first NFL action, regular season NFL action sooner than expected, so yeah, not a whole lot of analysis really needed there, but that kind of that point kind of tying that back into segment one, right? Uh, I mean, Chris, what are the chances that that Ron Rivera gets asked uh, about Trent Williams being left off this vote when training camp comes around? There's enough time maybe it gets forgotten, but there's also a very good chance that it gets asked. If they put him on the ballot, it's a, it's a non-issue. It's a non-question, but now he might have to answer questions about it. So it kind of gives you the aesthetics versus how it impacts real life kind of comparison side by side.
0: Yeah, I I think that will be asked. I think it should be asked. I think it's more than fair to be asked. What I don't know if 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 it's fair just to tie back to the quarterback situation is, hey, you know, when is Sam Howell going to be elevated to the number two? That's not probably fair to Taylor Heineke. That's probably not fair to you know really Sam Howell to put those kind of expectations. I still hold true to this, David. The best scenario possible is that we don't see Sam Howell in a Washington Commanders uniform even on game day, never mind on the field. Even on game day, because that'll mean Carson Wentz is healthy the entire year and Taylor Heineke is doing well enough in preseason training camp practices, whatnot, to be in uniform and to be one snap away.
1: Yeah. You want Sam Howland street clothes. You want him on the 53 man roster, but inactive on game day because that means you're carrying two quarterbacks, Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke. Absolutely
0: all right, moving along, running backs. This one might get a little bit interesting, David. Um, I'm going to go with four running backs on my list right now, as we speak, Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick, Brian Robinson, Jr. And here's where we might have some debate. I'm not sure, but Mm -hmm. here's where we might have some debate. I'm going to go with Jonathan Williams over Jared Patterson for my fourth running back on the initial 53. Where are you going?
1: Yeah. So listen, I wrote I wrote my roster projections for SI. You know, as as you know, that's you know where where right where you can check all this stuff out. So it's it's going to be the same here. I also have four running backs. But as I was writing this position group, Chris, I was like, I think Chris is going to go Jonathan Williams, and I wonder, like, are you going to justify keeping five backs? Because that would be crazy, uh, especially in today's game, even with receiving backs like Antonio Gibson, J D. McKissick, and Brian Robinson, surely looking like he could be a contributor there. Um, I too have four. But I think I have the four that pretty much everybody kind of expects. I've got Antonio Gibson at the top there. J.D. McKissick listed as the number two. Brian Robinson Jr. as the number three. And I do have them taking Jarrett Patterson in as running back number four. I think that Jarrett did enough last year to kind of earn himself a little bit uh, wiggle room. He's done nothing that I'm aware of anyway you know, during the offseason, during the early part of the offseason practices here to really kind of diminish that. But to your point, I mean, Jonathan Williams... He has looked good, fluid, smooth in his cuts and out of his cuts. Eyes look really solid. So, I mean, it's going to be a battle, I think, there for that number four spot. I just wonder if maybe Jared Patterson's kind of good karma hasn't hasn't built up enough with the team uh, to kind of keep him active on this thing. But I think we at least agree on the top three. And same thing, depth chart order and order on the field and order of usage may not match because Brian Robinson Jr., a guy that a lot of people are talking about, wondering how many snaps is he going to get? Not only that, but how many snaps is he going to end up taking from Antonio Gibson?
0: Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. And the reason just why I'm going with Williams, a little more NFL experience, a little more size. I know he didn't put up the same numbers as Jared Patterson, but he wasn't here all last year. I liked what I saw in different little spurts uh, late last year. Only 17 carries for 79 yards, a 4-6 average, uh, and a score. But I, 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 I just... I just think maybe he's a little bit more durable and a little bit more experienced than Jared Patterson uh, for what the Washington commanders uh, are are probably looking at. All right. Um, The wide receiver position. Uh, I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Diami Brown, Jahan Dotson, Cam Sims. And there's where we get interesting. If they go six, which I assume they do, I'm going to take Alex Erickson, who they signed over the offseason, who can, yeah, help them at receiver. But let's be honest, he's also their primary kick returner and Mm -hmm. might be also their primary punt returner with the loss of DeAndre Carter.
1: Yeah, now I went seven on the in the wide receiver Ooh, okay. group, so so I have a little bit more a little bit more room to add some guys here. And the reason I went seven, to be quite honest with you, because this is like you said, that punt returner job is going is going to influence this, and other special teams guys are going to influence this. Uh, remember, Jahan Dotson was seen fielding punts during the OTA mm-hmm. minicamp portion, and the rumor or the reports are that he's going to do so again in training camp. So if he becomes the team's you know primary punt returner, maybe that kind of influences things. Uh, but basically. Last year's initial 53-man roster, seven wide receivers. So I was like, you know, what, let's say chalk there for right now. I don't have a reason not to think that'll happen. Uh, so Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Deami Brown, and then I've got Dax Milne, Cam Sims, and Mark and Michelle, uh, like who who you have listed as, as potential guys. So basically we have the same names, except I leave Alex Erickson off of mine, which is interesting because he was brought in specifically. Like this wasn't just kind of a happenstance thing. He was, he was brought in. Right. Specifically what I'm interested in, Chris, though, is so I list my names by order of I think priority. So McLaurin, Samuel, Dotson, Brown, Milne, Sims, Michelle. You, I, I, I want to know, is that the same for you? Because you have Deami Brown ahead of first round pick Jahan Dotson in your list.
0: Uh, no, it was just it was just a oh, listing okay. of of the guys that came. I thought to we had a hot take. In Number in one that, pick, no, no, fourth no. receiver. Listen, listen, the Roosters got a lot of hot takes, but that ain't one of them. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think De'Ami Brown's going to be better than most fans are thinking he is. And maybe, you know, media analysts and people, I I think he had a couple of big, you know, catches down the stretch as the season wore down against Dallas and Philadelphia that people forget about. Okay. That being said, I mean, I clearly, I have high hopes for Jahan Dotson, uh, but interesting that you and I now. Markin, I don't know if he's eligible for the practice squad because he's been around for like six NFL seasons, but he's never really been on a roster for any length of time. So I'm not sure uh, if he's ultimately going to be eligible. I love what I've seen so far, but I Mm -hmm. need to see more uh, and more consistency in order for me to put him on my 53. So that's why Mm -hmm. I was like, "Eh," just, you know, barely edge him off. But Erickson, I I just wonder – you know, because he's versatile enough, i.e., what DeAndre could Dax Milne probably is not a kick returner. Right. Dax Milne is probably a better receiver than Alex Erickson. But you know, so I just went there because I'm trying to fill essentially three spots with one guy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And look, Michelle, and I even wrote it in, in the column on, on SI. If you go over there now, uh, by the time this episode airs, it'll be up. You can you can see that I even put it in there my selection of Mark and Michelle, partially partially because I wanted to get seven receivers on there because I did want to match. Uh, the 53-man roster from last year, the initial 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. And also because of recency bias, right? We've seen him make some splash plays, some really tough catches and double coverage yeah. with a defender right on top of him and screaming across the field. And ironically enough, a lot of those passes coming from the arm of Taylor Heineke. Deep passes, yeah. beautifully dropped, put on the put on the perfect spot. But Mark Michel making some really good uh, impact plays here early on. So if he can keep that going in training camp, this is what every player, every bubble player wants to do, right? Give the team... All the reasons in the world to not cut you. You got to make that difficult
0: decision or that decision even more difficult than it already is. Absolutely. Good stuff there. Coming up, we'll get into the tight ends and the offensive line, as time allows, right here as we take a look at our initial 53-man projection for the Washington Commanders on LOC. But first, this episode is brought to us by our friends at Rock Auto. You know, guys, the only place to go for all of your auto parts, for your car, truck, foreign or domestic, old, new, whether you need vanity or whether you need a major replacement part, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, there's only, again, one place to go, but here's the catch. You don't have to go anywhere. Maybe to your couch, maybe to your kitchen table. Uh, who knows? Maybe you want to do it in the shower. I wouldn't suggest to do it there, but, you know, like teach each his own. You can go to rockauto.com without going anywhere. That's the whole key. And you're going to get a great family company that has been in the do-it-yourself business and the auto parts industry for over 20 years. Why go to the factory dealership where you're going to have to pay for heavy labor, heavy uh, cost and markups on uh, all the parts you might need or to the big auto parts superstore in your town where they have all the overhead. They have the support staff and personnel that they're looking to charge you you top dollar instead of their buddy, the mechanic down the street, who's in there every day and buying in bulk and volume. Again, go to rockauto.com. You're going to save yourself some money. You're going to save yourself some gas. You're going to save yourself some time and you're going to get whatever you need. And when you go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts, your car, truck will ever need at rockauto.com.
2: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, wrapping up this episode of the Locked On Commanders Podcast, moving into our tight end roster projections. Again, our pre-training camp, 53-man roster projections, which uh, stand the opportunity to be just as accurate as a lot of our mock drafts probably did. But looking at tight ends, Chris, uh, I've got four of those as well. Logan Thomas, John Bates, Cole Turner, the rookie at Nevada, and the fourth tight end, which if you have four, I think this is where the the the, the, the issue is going to come in. Antonio Gandy-Golden, the wide receiver reclass, is what I'm going to call him, turned tight end. Doesn't look, you know, all the tight end parts necessarily right now, but he does look good for the experience that he's had. And I feel like he's important enough that they'll go ahead and keep him for the active roster.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of twisted on this because I'm taking a gamble here. And on my projection right now, I'm going to say I think Logan Thomas either opens up on mm-hmm. preseason pup and then maybe doesn't get enough practice or any practice uh, to start the year on the 53 man. Uh, remember that injury happened in early December in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you know fairly quick turnaround, even though medical. Science is what it is. Maybe he opens up on short IR or on the initial season pup. I'm not sure how that might work, but I don't have Logan Thomas uh on my initial 53. And I know that's going to rub people the wrong way. That's not a, a slap against Logan Thomas. That's giving him time to recover. So I'm going to yep. go with only three tight ends. And you might say, hmm, that's interesting. John Bates, Antonio Gandhi Golden. And the rookie Cole Turner, the fifth-round pick out of Nevada. So where's Samus Reyes? Well, don't forget, Samus Reyes missed the entire offseason program with a knee procedure. Ron Rivera described it as minor. We still didn't see him. I'm sure we'll see him in training camp, but I don't know if Samus Reyes is still ready at the NFL level to consistently contribute both as a pass catcher and an inline blocker. So I'm going with Samus Reyes on the practice squad for year two of his NFL growth and career. So three tight ends, John Bates, AGG and Cole Turner, which means they're a little light at that position. Yeah, absolutely.
1: But I, I like that we're on the same page there. with Antonio Gandy Golden as being kind of that that and that tight end there at the end of the of the of the projections. Um, and yeah, and I for for all you know for spoiler alert, I guess when we do the defense side of the ball, Chase Young is also on my 53 man roster projection just because I looked at it from a pure roster standpoint. But you're 100 right. Chase is a guy who's actually pretty much expected right to start the season on IR. Now I did address that in my writing. I'll address it when we talk defense as well. Just what I think might happen there as well be yeah, absolutely logan Tom is certainly a guy who might not start on the field chris let's finish up with offensive line here mm-hmm. uh, another guy who may or may not i mean i think he's a little bit closer returning than than most pete than some of these other guys chase rullier obviously is going a make 8- the 53 man roster we'll see if he's healthy enough to be there during training camp pre preseason, and to start the year but obviously charles leno jr andrew norwell trey turner sam cosme joining him and then we rounded out depth wise cornelius lucas west schweitzer sadiq charles and Tyler Larson. Those are my nine linemen for the Washington Commanders.
0: All right. So you're because you're going a little heavier at wide receiver and a little heavier at tight end. You have to go a little lighter at offensive line. I normally would go lighter on the offensive line, and I have in years past, even under Ron Rivera. But I've learned one thing about Ron Rivera and John Matsko. He believes very much in offensive line depth and uh, a lot of bodies. They get beat up. They get banged up. You mentioned the question, uh, of course, about Chase Roulier. I do think he'll be ready for the season. Remember, that injury yeah. happened uh, in, in Denver last year in weeks, uh, week eight of the season. So he's had more time to recover than chase young. And even, uh, of course, Logan Thomas. So I do think chase you will be there. Our starting five is basically the same Leno Norwell, Roulier, Trey Turner, Sam Cosme, Lucas Schweitzer, Charles, Top three backups, Keith Ismail, the the ninth guy. That's where we differ. Uh, I think you have Tyler Larson as your ninth guy over Keith Ismael. I had Keith Ismael and Tyler Larson yep. uh on my offensive line. I do believe Ron Rivera again values that position enough and the depth and the injuries to go with 10 to start the year.
1: Yeah, and Ishmael, that's that is where my I, I went back and forth between him and Larson. So that's uh, so again, we're, we're pretty similar on the names, maybe not who's actually making the list, but the names seem to be pretty much, uh, on the same page.
0: Right. Absolutely. And if you go 10 offensive line and, you know, uh, again, you got to make some trims elsewhere. Like I said, you're going heavier at wide receiver and, uh, you right, you had the four tight ends, um, If I'm counting right, so four tight ends,
1: four wide or seven wide receivers, four four running backs. So definitely putting some weapons out there for Carson. Yeah,
0: you got to trim somewhere, right? I mean, if you're going to take six receivers, you know, so I mean, you got to make some trim somewhere. It just kind of depends on what you value and how you project this. Uh, so that is our initial 53. We will continue to evaluate that over the next couple of weeks and as we get into training camp. Plus, we will, of course, have our defensive. 53 uh, or defensive 53-man roster projections uh, coming up on a uh, soon-to-be-unveiled episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Plus, we're getting back to our normal schedule. Guys, don't fear. We will have you covered uh, each and every day shortly right here on LOC. But thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Now make the second listen and view the Locked on NFL podcast, our NFL national experts and insiders keeping fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news all around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Again, we will have our defensive 53-man projections uh, on the next episode of LOC. You want to hop in 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577 on the voicemail and as well, Locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com for david harrison covering washington commanders for si.com's foundation go check him out uh, in print i'm chris russell one half of the russell and med show on the team 980 if you're out and about please be safe and kind to one another don't jet air drive like a maniac that's my thing and thank you for joining us right here on the locked on commanders podcast